0: He doesn't care how much award you got. He doesn't care how much popular you are. He won't be impressed how much fast you can play, how much difficulty highs you can compose. What I understood definitely that he would like you to be like flute, as you said, pure and absolutely no ego. Selflessness, what will attract him and that's what uh, It's important in life. I think uh, that's the best thing we can learn from Sai. Just looking at him, everything comes. He is the face of God himself and in what he likes, I think the purity and innocency in the music. Not how much knowledge you have or how much practice you have gone through or whatever.
1: That was Ranindranath Majumdar, popularly known as Pandit Ronu Majumdar, India's much acclaimed flutist. He shared his heartfelt feelings immediately after the opportunity of presenting his music before Bhagwan Baba during the 85th birthday celebrations in a conversation with Radio Size Bishu Prashti. In this episode of our series, Tryst with Divinity, we bring you excerpts of this inspiring conversation. You will see that he is as humble and pure at heart as his flute.
2: Sairam Pandit. Majumdarji. It is Sairam. an absolute Namaskar. honor sitting in front of one who is hailed by everyone as a world musician. So beautifully you have brought a confluence of the purest and the best of the East with the West. We really would like to know more about you, your music, your inspiration and so on. But first I sincerely would like to offer my gratitude to Bhagwan for making it possible today for us to listen to you. It was absolutely spellbinding. I mean, the speed, the dexterity, the purity, the beauty. It was out of the world. We saw Bhagwan during the performance so many times. He was so overwhelmed. We could see the face of Bhagwan. He too was overwhelmed.
0: Right. Because uh, he is the face of God himself. And in what he likes, I think the purity and innocency in the music, not how much knowledge you have or how much practice you have gone through or whatever. I came yesterday itself. So I had uh, Darshan yesterday and today morning also. And I was kind of getting into his soul, you know, because uh, looking at him, you are already in some other world. What we call Divya Lok se aaye the. O to Divya Lok ke hai na? that kind of uh, mood I was already into. Hmm. So I think I played very differently especially for him. And especially for uh, Baba.
2: And uh, Swami Jandani doesn't come in the mornings. He has not come in the mornings for so many weeks actually. Today oh. he came. So it was really a blessed opportunity. And we heard that you had a chance in the morning too. Yeah. of blessings so yeah. was it, in
0: the it was so wonderful and um, I was not planning to go actually I was planning to practice but suddenly um, one of our devotees came and said uh, it seems like Baba would come why don't you get ready soon I started with my student playing Gunkali Rag. I was teaching him so um, I immediately thought I should not miss this opportunity because this is rare I wanted to come and play for Baba, since many years. I would have played uh, almost 18 years back in Bombay when he was there, Mm -hmm. in Ravindati Mandir.
2: When did you hear of him first?
0: From the childhood, I I don't even remember. when We were born uh, in Varanasi, we knew his name and his uh, vibrations and from my father, from my guru, everyone.
2: Oh, your father and guru. Bet you have told me about Baba?
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Pandit Vijay Raghav Rao Ji, my Guru we always spoke about him because uh, he once played in Delhi for a Spirit of uh, Freedom Concept. Later on, it became a Spirit of Unity concept. Yes. And that time he played with uh, Dr. Ramani. Mm-hmm. And uh, Baba would visit those concerts uh, himself those times. Mm-hmm. I think around 25 years back I am talking about. So, I think uh, Guru Ji would always talk about Baba When I was playing um, Jugalbandi with Bombay Jashi I always told her that I just want to go and play for Baba.
2: So you had heard of Baba. And so what image of Baba you had in your mind?
0: Looking at him, I felt a very, very pure divine power. But today when he touched me, I really felt the total vibration in my body. And uh, when he touched me here, so I think... uh, I really understood what he is. Something very very close to my heart.
2: If somebody says, can you say in music how it felt seeing Baba?
0: I uh, had tears in my eyes. I felt something. Music makes you more pure. So maybe I was much more pure that he could touch me very differently. And I think um, as much as you see in his eyes, If you are pure, then you can look at him, otherwise you can't look at him. That's what I felt. I could look at him better today morning and then after the concert, I could look at him even better. I became absolutely speechless. He asked my name. I told him my name. Then he just asked me very differently. So I think uh, he himself has come in this world to teach the... uh, People, how to love because people do not really understand the language of love. I think Baba has uh, taught the whole world how to be a better human being and how to love, you know. So that is the message of God, and that's why we call Him Himself as a God, you know. So that's what I felt today.
2: And the second uh, uh, song that you chose was Meera Bhajan. Yeah. So somebody had told you about that? That Baba uh, likes Meera or Meera bhajans so you had just picked that up.
0: I just picked that. Now I'll tell you my first interactions to Baba's philosophy. The actor Pran was uh, the best known uh, actor and villain, uh, and it was a wonderful human being. So in his uh, house, I used to go in Juhu, Parle scheme. I was very young, almost like fifteen, sixteen years old. I think I was fourteen. Mm. And one of the devotees gave me the vibhuti, and uh, that time he said, uh, Sai Ram, Sai Krishna, Sai Allah, Allah Sai, all this. So I understood the philosophy a little bit at that time itself, that there is no caste barrier in Baba's philosophy. You know the message of love, prem sandesha, then you can be close to Baba. That. Idea was always there in my mind. That was because of pram. And uh, they used to always uh, call people and do science bhajan. And amazing. Then I was in Ullas where Every Thursday there was a science bhajan. I was struggling a lot at, at that time. So I would go to teach some Sindhi people for some money. But once I reached there in Thursday evening, science bhajan was going on. So I had this idea that Meera Bhajan Baba would like so much. And Meera Gabir Kabirdas Ji, they were all like Baba. So I this Payo Ji, Ramratan. And Janam Janam Ki Poonji Pai, Jagme Sabi Khowayo. Means, Janam Janam, every birth I was trying to save my Punya Karma. Everything I, myself, sab khow So that kind of words uh, would definitely be perfect for Baba. So I played. And I sang also.
2: Yeah, of course. And this is a song which Swami himself has asked so many singers, so many players to play. He really likes Mirabajams.
0: Oh, and is that right?
2: Yeah. I <laughs> the really way everything know. is arranged, the divine has connected all the dots. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I was planning to play Ansadwani, then Yaman, then I said no, I'll play Desh. Because uh, the atmosphere was full of
2: love. And then he went on to Kamaj. Yeah. And uh, the West Navadhan. Yeah. Suppose Baba would have asked you, play one more. What you would have played?
0: I played a little bit of Chaptilak Tilak also in between. I don't know whether somebody has noticed. Chhap Tilak was uh, written by Amir Khusro. And Amir Khusro was a Sufi saint. So, um, without even understanding the words or the idea, it's a kawali. Suddenly I remembered that Chhap Tilak sab chini tose naina laga ke. Means, looking at you, Mera jo uh, tilak hai, Your identity. That also I forgot. I forgot my own identity looking at you. So that kind of Sufi idea was in my mind already. I could never differentiate between Mira and um, Amir Khusro or Baba. They are gods himself coming in this world and sending the message of love. So I was kind of trying to connect the language of. This great people who come to this planet to make this place better.
2: So, you would have played which specific
0: bhajan of Tulsidas, which is uh, also very popular, Tumak Chalat Ram Chandra, Bhajat Pajanya, which is very close to my heart. Oh, yeah, can we
3: hear that? yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: when we listen to your flute is ethereal thank you so much <laughs> heavenly
0: Sai Skripa
2: I'm just reminded of what Swami says about flute in a many of his discourses Swami mentions the flute and he says you know there are many people who say they want to be instrument in God's hands every Sai devotee you know he wishes that he can be an instrument in God's hands and Swami says if you want to be an instrument in my hand all you have to do is to become a flute. A flute is straight. There's no crookedness. A flute is pure. Ah. Uh-huh. A flute is hollow. Absolutely no ego.
0: That's what me and Chimbaje spoke. He doesn't care how much award you got. He doesn't care how much popular you are. He won't be impressed how much fast you can play. How much difficulty highs you can compose? What I understood definitely that he would like you to be like flute, as you said, pure and absolutely no ego, selflessness. What will attract him, and that's what uh, is important in life. I think uh, that's the best thing we can learn from Sai. Just looking at him, everything comes
2: because he's that. Colossus of purity and goodness. Absolutely. Can I ask you, what has flute taught you? Flute taught me everything. That's why
0: I was thinking what to answer. I think uh, flute uh, is so transparent. The instrument is so transparent. Unless you become pure, you can't play pure music. Because um, people think it's the most easiest instrument I will tell you. I have learned vocal, tabla, sitar. Flute is the most difficult instrument because it doesn't have the resonance like any sitar, sarod, or mandolin or any string instrument has, and it doesn't have the roundness of voice. You have to create everything. When you are breathless, there is a gap, so you have to always be in a meditative mood to make the continuity of the breath. You plan a phrase. Before the phrasing and your idea completes, you are breathless. So the idea is broken abruptly. So that is why flute is, has to be in a meditative mood. That's why you will see time any flute player is playing a pure note, his eyes are closed because he's trying to search where is the perfect note because you can't tune it. I have learned vocal and when I compare, flute is the most difficult. So I think uh, to just handle this instrument, not perfectly, but at least what can satisfy me before I can satisfy others. It made me spiritual.
3: It just draws
2: you with it. Yeah, absolutely. Music and spirituality are so much connected.
0: It is so connected, it is the same thing. Unless you play for yourself, it cannot be a profession. It has to be spiritual people say or maybe i say music is my profession no music is my hobby my hobby gives me some money so i i get it has to be a hobby otherwise you can't do it
2: when you are sitting in front of large audiences about to perform what is the thing that is uppermost in your mind large or
0: small now it just doesn't bother me or i don't plan anything if it is a large audience I think some kind of vibration I get, that is a spiritual uh, experience. I think from the left to right when I look, I really know what to do. I think, uh, I don't know where I get this power from, but uh, whatever audience I go into, within a second or maybe a half minute or something, I really know what to do and uh, that's why I don't decide the rag. Whenever I decided, my programs became not up to the mark. So it is a very crazy idea, maybe. But uh, I don't decide the first rag because it depends on the vibrations what I get in the auditorium or in the backstage or something like that.
2: It was the same today also?
0: Absolutely. I planned for Ansadhwani. I played Desh in the sound check. And I planned Ansadhwani because Ansadhwani's composition was much rhythmic and, you know, it would be better for my students to follow, a student to follow, and, you know, many reasons, technical reasons. But I just could not force with my heart and I never do. I thought this is the rag of the atmosphere and this is what I should play. And I played Desh and it clicked because maybe the ragas are like Ishwar and Ishwar is there and Raga is Ishwar. Whatever he or Baba wants to hear is coming to me. That's why I'm thinking of Desh otherwise why I'm thinking of Desh. I have other ragas. If I think about the time concept then there are many ragas as in Indian music. Time conception behind the formation of the raga is very important and strong concept. But, uh, again, this can be played any time, if it is raining or it is that kind of season.
2: You play for live concerts, you play for albums, sometimes we just play for yourself. Which among this you find most fulfilling? Most
0: satisfying is playing for yourself, for any artist, any fine art. But of course, um, recordings are much more mechanical live recordings are more uh, fun and more satisfying for me dubbing and making layers and they're very mechanical these days live concerts are challenging and beautiful it is just so inspiring and live recordings also when you play together three four musicians sit at a studio inside the studio and record it is as good as live recording but nothing like live concerts like uh I said today, I was feeling that I am the most, most important and fortunate musician in the world that I am playing in front of Bhagavan Sathya Sai Baba and he is sitting there looking at me. I can feel those eyes and looking at him and playing. It's so beautiful.
2: During the middle of the song, he went inside, and all of us guessed that he's so eager to gift you, because generally it happens that way. If he's somebody reward really immensely, he would like to choose the gifts himself. So he would go to the interview room and you know choose what kind of shawl to give or whatever to give, and then come back. He would not just tell anybody, okay, get something. And when Bhagwan went, so we all thought, you know, that's what is going to happen, and that's what exactly happened. You know, he got with him the gift, so he was so eager to actually reward you it's so difficult to talk today
0: <laughs> it's not possible
2: can you put it through music just play something for us which expresses what you feel in your heart today okay
0: I will surely play something just for yeah. Baba
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you know something about your initial days? Every musician, I think the initial period, they go through so many challenges. What is it that really inspired you to pull along?
0: My father, uh, I lost him last year. His body went because (laughs) the Atma is always there. So lost him is not a right word, but the body is made of Panchatattu, so it just goes, you know is a great inspiration in my life because he always said, struggle, uh, what you feel struggle is actually a learning process. So when I was struggling in Bombay to get some work uh, after coming from Varanasi, those experiences really taught me a lot because uh, I met many great musicians like Ra- Rahul Dev Verma, uh, one of the greatest music actors. I played many songs. Then my grand guru Pandit Ravi Ji, you all know, Bharat Ratna Pandit Ravi Shankar. I played many, many albums with him and uh, I toured with him. So these two people were very great inspiration in my life and my father. And uh, when I see Ravi Shankar Ji, how much he has suffered, you know, to popularize our music, when I really talk and think about him my struggle is nothing so these people are enlightening in my life so I never look back after coming to Mumbai from Varanasi and uh, still I learn every day and that is my driving force and I never, never think that uh, I have any knowledge or anything that can make me proud or something like that so that's why I can still learn and still can see through these kind of people you know this kind of god you know
2: himself you can't reach uh, great heights unless you have some kind of amazing discipline in your life there must be some things in your life you just don't compromise on uh,
0: one thing i don't compromise on that is that i do what i like to do and i don't compromise on music sometimes what happens if I don't like to play for some music or if I don't feel like to play with some musician, some do it, I don't play. So that discipline is always there. Ronu Majumdar is not the body. Ronu Majumdar is the soul. Atma. And if I kill that Atma, my musician will die. My musician will be compromised. And I don't compromise with my musician. And that musician is sitting inside always telling me asking me to play something because he needs some food and if he need a good food, how can I compromise? That discipline has always paid off and I keep growing, I keep growing, I kept growing and I will. That's why the, my inspirations are never, sometimes some musicians say, I'm not inspired enough now, how can I compose or how can I do this? Last two albums are nominated for Global International Music Award. I could not attend because I was on the tour. So my two albums are nominated Breathless Flute and Bansuri. People say, where do you get all these inspirations? I say, inspirations are a lot. Everywhere I can be inspired. Now I will go back home and start composing something. Because now these inspirations are even high.
2: You can connect to the spirit anytime. And that's what uh, Baba says spirituality is spirit of love, spirituality. That is one very simple definition Very of simple. Spirit of love.
0: You know, we were given uh, this small photo of Baba when we were sitting in the hall yesterday evening. Yes. And I read back side of it. Mm. Love everyone, hate,
3: hate,
0: na, hate none. So, if you really apply that in life, that
2: is the summum bonum of Swami's message. Because... Uh, Almost every discourse, Swami ends with love is God, God is love, live in love. Yeah. You mentioned about Atma, Runu Majumdar is the Atma. You had a very beautiful album called Ekatma. Yeah. Can you play something from that? Oh, it's, Ek Atma needs a lot of instrument Louis Banks was
0: there. Yes. But I will at least uh, play something from that. That's very... Uh, mm, Close to my heart, the Ekatman. Ekatma is Ekatma Ekman. Yes. The difference has to go. That's why I name it Ekatman. Ekatma Ekman. In fact,
2: and you mentioned, I just read somewhere that Ekatma is not the coming of two music traditions, it's the coming of one thought process.
0: Absolutely. That applies in the Jugalbandis also. That's why, if you want to make a good Jugalbandi, more than the musical practice, you have to be a soul practice. <laughs> If you love each other, the Jugalbandi will be good, otherwise you can practice a whole week, it's still the Jugalbandi can be a destroyed music. <laughs> so I'll just play one piece from Ekatman. It's not my composition but I just love this because Louis Banks has composed so well, called Rivery. That's the first piece of the album. It's a combination of uh, Shivaranjani and Bhopali together and of course Komalda is there. I mean, it has some western chords and other things, but you will get some idea.
3: It's very exciting music. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> mm-hmm. That really brings me to the next uh, thing that I want to ask you. You you had composed this with Louis Banks, and yeah. uh, you are known for this bringing together two different forms of music, bringing the purest and best of Indian music mm. and the Western music, the Western jazz. With here you have Carnatic music, or here here the the purest music of India, and uh, of course, this you did after a while, right? Initially, you were very much rooted to the traditional music. After some time, you started experimenting with these things. What really motivated you to start doing this?
0: Actually, um, these things just keep coming in the way. And whatever excites me, I keep doing. Louis Banks was also playing for Adi Berman And we became friends at that time itself. And he was not only a film, film musician. He was a great, great jazz pianist. So he was playing for film, for fun, for some money, for some kind of excitement. But uh, I always had the dream that if God given chance, I must do something with Louis Banks, who is probably the best jazz pianist in India. And uh, all this experience was a learning process and uh, could bring something new. Because uh, unless you combine with people, like, Louis Banks, you can't bring out Ekatman.
2: And that's how you have collaborated with so many musicians. So
0: many musicians.
2: With Roy Kuder, with George Harrison, so many people. Yeah. And every time it's a new experience. Absolutely. I just uh, saw some place, you have the recent album In Search of Life. In Search of Life is not
0: latest. Uh, latest is Breathless Fluid. But In Search of Life is one of the very, very mm, best album. you can say. Because this Christian Shepherd he's a uh, pianist but not jazz he's a western classical so he has this Beethoven and Mozart and that kind of smell in his music so I think when he composed the whole album for me and uh, that was something very heavenly experience that is very different than the jazz experience what I got from uh, Larry Coriel and Louis Banks and these people or George Brooks Mm. in that matter Mm. but this album is very different This is a very harmonical piece, you know, you need really chords and bass lines and other things what you heard in the album, but still you will feel something. A very difficult to play alone, you know, but uh, that is where my uh, learning Western music uh, helps me to connect with these people because I've learned chords, harmonies, all these things. Um, so otherwise, only learning Indian music will not help Indian in this, Indian. Yeah, yeah, this kind of project you have to know Western music also. What exactly is fusion music according to you? I don't know whether it's part of any dictionary, I'm yet to see that. I don't know where this word comes from, Hmm. whether it's really English word or it's just kind of invented word, what I really uh, uh, recollect that first fusion was Shakti, but then some people just kept doing certain things and started naming it fusion. I think for any collaborative work, you have to be master in some original format. Then if you do collaborate, it can be a good fusion music. Then fusion will have a better meaning. Some people didn't get success in some kind of uh, original music and then started doing something mix-match. Just uh, that cannot be called fusion. I think still that can um, be put into a level of confusion.
2: (laughs) You have not only uh, experimented with different forms of music, but experimented uh, with your own bansuri. You have innovated, you have modified your bansuri. Why did you feel the need to do so?
0: It's not a need,
2: it's just your curiosity.
0: It's how much you uh, dig into it. Because I was uh, connected with Pandit Ravi Shankarji and all these people, you know. So, look at their depth of the lower octave. I think you're talking about my Shankamasuri. I feel like talking about my grand guru, Pandit Ravi Shankarji. Because when I was touring with him in Moscow, I think uh, that is the time I felt the need or I felt like searching the lower octave more than the Bansuri had. So, I think um, there is nothing like shank I added, but it sounds like a big shank. So, I just wanted to name something. And I didn't want to name it is Rono's Bansuri because once you become bigger than the instrument, then there is a problem. I think uh, shank was something, he was sounding like shank. So, I just now it goes to low octave saha and nothing like it.
2: You mentioned about Moscow. Hmm. That was where the, you performed your first overseas uh, hmm. concert. That
0: was the first overseas collaboration. Yeah. yeah. With the Moscow Chamber Orchestra.
2: you remember anything you played at that time?
0: Yeah, of course. I played one piece in Moscow Chamber Orchestra which was very challenging and my Guruji asked me to play and that was very memorable incident in my life. Do
2: you think we can recreate that
0: again? That was in the small flute actually. Oh. Would you enjoy in this flute? you enjoy everything that you play. <laughs> it is memorable in two ways because uh, in our uh, section they were playing our music, the chamber orchestra and their conductor asked Guruji whether your musicians can play our piece. Okay. So he looked at uh, me with a lot of confidence and uh, I used to write music also. I said, Guruji, I can play. So that's how it became very memorable. And uh, 1988, almost 22 years back. Those things I added in Traveller still later on. I was so inspired by that piece. So that is really, just fabulous. It's just <laughs> fabulous piece. You are absolutely right. It has that color of real Russian music. Yeah, Russian polka. So lively, so lively. Yeah. Then I have used Russian effect in many of my
2: music. Since I remember. And we had a world music festival. Hmm. There we had musicians from all over the world, from Africa, from Russia and all that. And when the Russian music uh, was played in the the Auditorium in Hmm. front of Swami, Swami was like so happy because it was so lively. Hmm. The musicians and the music were so upbeat. And the whole, you know, they raised the uh, level of vibration in the auditorium. And when you played that, I just remembered that. (laughs) Swami enjoying the Russian music. So when you are alone, which is the raga you would... first choose to play
0: that is not fixed depends on my mood because depends on the atmosphere that is where I think uh, any musician cannot choose anything specific for any kind of uh, situation it just depends every day keeps changing every day sometimes uh, I'm so much into gun and sometimes I am into so much of kalyan kari rag. Lali Agur Khan Sahib used to say, "Yaman kalyan is kalyan kari." So that kind of atmosphere. I
2: uh, heard one piece uh, that you played in the rag Mangal Bhairav, <clears throat> It was so beautiful. Yeah. It is so divine.
0: Yeah, it's part of bansuri, the Indian flute. It's it's wonderful piece.
2: Yeah. Can you
3: play that? <clears throat>
1: You just heard an episode of our series Tryst with Divinity where we offered you excerpts of a conversation with Pandit Ronu Majumdar, India's Ace Flutist. In this interview, he shared his feelings after his first grand opportunity to perform in front of Bhagawan Baba during the 85th birthday celebrations. This conversation was recorded in the studios of Radio Sai in November 2010. We would love to hear what you thought about this interview. So please do write to us at listener at Thank you and side